Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Football Forecast Weekly, the most popular football program in America, featuring Dennis Tobler, Trip Mitchell, and Fred Wallen. And now, here's your host, Trip Mitchell. And welcome to another edition of Football Forecast Weekly. Hi, I'm Trip Mitchell, and I'll be joined a little later by Fred Wallen from our LA Bureau. But right away, we've got the boss, Dennis Tobler from Las Vegas. Dennis, I can't believe it. We're coming up on week two in the NFL, and we've just been through week three, even though it's really week two in college football, but we won't get into the particulars. Are you having fun on the college side this year? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I, I like to, every week, I like to encapsulate who the biggest winner and who the biggest loser might be in the college football ranks. Um, one of the biggest losers outside of Alabama barely slipping through will be Nebraska. I mentioned it on the first show of the year where I didn't think Scott Frost would make it. And he certainly didn't as he was fired. Nebraska goes one and two and uh, they will have a new head coach. So as uh, the bad this week was Nebraska fans suffering the worst of it. And maybe Alabama gets the best of it with a lucky late field goal. They pulled out a win at Texas when it looked like they were going to lose the entire game. One thing's for sure, it looks like most of the, the college teams are on par with each other this year. Again, a lot of parity in the league and very few low bottom ranked teams you can count on to lose every, every time out. So it's been interesting. Did well on the college contest this week. Looking forward to going on in that too. I was five and five on my consensus uh survivor picks you have to you get five entries one game per entry and you have to win to stay in the game so it's 20 weeks it'll be hard to do but giving it our best shot and uh can't be happier with the pro this week my partner went five and oh i've been four and one in the circus big contest so we're really knocking it dead and and uh we're on we're on fire i can't help it it's only the second week of the year and we're on fire well, I'm going to uh, mention one coach who's not on fire, and that's the coach down in College Station, Texas. Uh, I love it when AMM loses, and uh, I had a chance to hang with some Baylor fans this week who were up watching Baylor lose in double overtime to BYU, which is going to be a great that's going to be a great rivalry when BYU joins joins the Big Twelve next year. But uh, Mr. Fisher down in AM feeling some pressure couldn't happen to a nicer guy. <laughs> yeah, he's not everybody's favorite. And yeah, there is pressure there, no doubt. I think things are going to really go crazy when they start mixing up these conferences because you're going to see that the Southeast Conference is not as good as everybody thinks it is. And you're going to see Pac-10 is better than most people think. And some of the like Mountain West Conference and, and uh, even the Atlantic Coast Conference, some of them have some good teams in them too. Wait, so. wait, Dennis, Dennis. 
I know marijuana is legal in the state of Nevada. What have you been smoking? The SEC <laughs> is better than people think. Yeah. No, SEC is worse than people think. I'm sorry. If I said better, I mean worse. Because once they start playing out of the conference and they all the big three or four in the SEC play a lot of lousy teams. So once they start spreading these conference games out, you'll see. USC is a perfect example this year. Yeah, and, you know, the Oregon-Georgia game in week number one really told you where the big dogs lie. And uh, that was an absolute trouncing. And the Pac-12 looking, you know, the conference realignment, Dennis, though, I'm fascinated with it. When USC and UCLA broke from the Pac-12 to go to the Big Ten, I was shocked. And now that you think about it, it's money that does all this. And so the Pac-12 is in real trouble. They could lose Arizona, Arizona State to the Big 12, maybe Colorado and Utah as well. Who knows? But uh, Oregon and Washington want to go to the Big 10. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. They're going to be national conferences, all of them probably, which means a lot of travel, a lot of wasted expense money. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm going to like it, but I will guarantee you it will increase the parity of college football. Don't go away. Football Forecast Weekly will be right back. Now place your bets. This groundbreaking film details the dramatic rise of legal sports betting in Las Vegas and its growth into a multi-billion dollar industry worldwide. Through in-depth interviews, personal accounts, and vintage footage, we highlight the key elements and milestones that shape the sports betting industry into what it is today. This history also dovetails with the changing fortunes of Las Vegas as a gambling town at turns overseen by the elements of organized crime, corporate interests, and the U.S. government. Featured prominently in the film are pioneer odds makers and historians who witnessed these events. Today, betting on sports is a popular pastime and a lifestyle choice for many Americans. Its appeal incorporates the innate drive for competition and the rewards of winning. Watch Now Place Your Bets on Amazon Prime and NowPlaceYourBets.com. Hi, it's me again. Listen to this. Medicare Part C plans with extra benefits like getting money added back to your Social Security check every month may now be available to you in your zip code. Make sure you're not missing out. It's simple. One, call the number on your screen. Two, they'll look up your zip code and see if you're eligible. Three, they'll check for plans with extra benefits like prescriptions, dental coverage, and the benefit that adds money back to your Social Security check every single month. Call now. I called to get everything I deserve. I called to check my zip code for a plan with the benefit that adds money back to my Social Security check. I called to check my zip code. Check your zip code. It could be dynamite. Call now. Call 1-800-249-1374. That's 1-800-249-1374 now. Hi, folks. Medicare Part C plans with extra benefits like getting money added back to your Social Security check may now be available to you in your zip code. Make sure you're not missing out. It's simple. One, call the number on your screen. Two, they'll look up your zip code and see if you're eligible. Three, they'll check for plans with extra benefits like prescriptions, dental coverage, and the benefit that adds money back 
to your social security check every single month. Call now. I called to get everything I deserve. I called to check my zip code for a plan with a benefit that adds money back to my social security check. I called to check my zip code. Millions of people have called the Medicare coverage helpline. Call, check your zip code, see if you're eligible, and get what you deserve. Call now. Call 1-800-490-6545. That's 1-800-490-6545 now. And welcome back to the show. The star has returned. Fred Wallen, the dean of National Sports Radio. He's here. And Fred, you've got some thoughts over about the weekend's action. Well, I think it was one of the craziest weeks you're ever going to find. Certainly, we've indicated before, the first week is sort of like the last exhibition, and we saw some comebacks. We saw some teams that lost that should never have lost. But Monday night, I think, was the, I don't know, just was something that you you wouldn't see in a million years. And I'm telling you something, if Hackett's decision was in the Super Bowl or Hackett's decision was in the playoffs, people would be talking about going for that field goal for the next 50 years. It'd be like the Seattle situation a few years ago in the Super Bowl, but much worse. Russell Wilson has led how many times his team back in the fourth quarter? 20, 30 times, I don't know exact number, but it's a tremendous number. That's what he's known for. You have fourth and five. Now, Dennis, I don't know what you think the odds were. I don't have the analytics in front of me, but maybe the odds would be 40% normally, but with Wilson, probably 50 or 60% versus the odds of making a 63 or 64-yard field goal, as good as McManus is, and he's one of the best kickers in the world, how many times have anybody kicked over 63 yards? You had the Prater at 64. You had the Tucker at 66. Yeah, you had, uh, obviously, Tom Dempsey at 63. Maybe we've had a couple other 63. So let's say five, six, seven times we've had, in the history of the NFL, who's kicked 63 yards, and Coach Hackett, probably only got his job because he thought Green Bay was going to trade Aaron Rodgers to Denver in the first place. So Coach Hackett gets the job. He makes a call you wouldn't make in Pony Loop. You wouldn't make in junior college. Dennis, I mean, you've seen a lot of bad calls, but where would this rate? Uh, Rates up there really bad, really bad, because you've got Russell Wilson and you're paying him a ton of money. And the reason you're paying a ton of money is to get the fourth and five to win the game. I mean, there's no possible way any field goal kicker is going to kick a 66-yard field goal in that Seattle half dome, whatever they have there, off of that wet grass. And that was just a terrible call. I don't know why Russell Wilson went along with it in the first place. He should have talked him off of it. But, yeah, that was horrible. And uh, I'm with you. If it would have been a playoff game or uh, something bigger than that, this guy would be looking for a new job already. He did it. There was many times in that game. Denver ran down the field, fumbled twice on the one yard line. They should have won the game so easily. It was incredibly ignorant of him to go for a field goal when they were running up down the field like they were. So I'm with you 100 percent. Wilson threw for 340 something yards. They ran for 120 or 130. That's almost 500 yards. So that 40 to 50 percent of making the first down, I think, would be much higher with Russell Wilson and as you indicated how well they moved the ball up and down. Remember now they've fumbled the ball twice on the one yard line. That's not mm-hmm. happened. According to ESPN, get this since 1987, a team has never fumbled twice on the one yard line in the same game, you know, and lost it. 
So it was unbelievable. But uh, we trudged forward in the National Football League right here on it the show. It was a bad beat of the week. It was well, a bad it, beat of the week. There's no doubt. Everybody thought Denver was going to win and smoke them, and they didn't. So, Fred, what do you think of – let's get to something really serious. What do you think of Seattle's uniforms? Is that a crime against humanity or just the ugliest uniforms in the history of sport? They were ugly, but uh, Geno Smith was not ugly in the first half, 17 out of 18. Uh, the fans were ugly, I think, the ones that did boo uh, Russell Wilson. Uh, it wasn't Russell Wilson. One more time. He left because Pete Carroll is always Pete Carroll. This is going to be last – win or not in game one. They're not going to win a lot of games. They're going to win five, six, seven games, something like that. Pete Carroll is going to be gone after this year. And he's going to leave just like he left USC. This is they were going to get hit with the Reggie Bush thing in 210. So it wasn't on Russell Wilson that he left Seattle. It really wasn't. If some other coach had been there, he probably would have stayed. And for the fans to boo somebody who was so good for so long, uh, I thought was a little bit uh, beneath uh, contempt, to tell you the truth. Okay, well – it, uh, I'm, I know you're a big Russell Wilson fan, but it was a great Monday night game, except for some crappy coaching down the. And you know, Pete Carroll has arguably made the worst coach, the worst call in Super Bowl history. Yeah, and, and I'm saying this one's worse because <laughs> that maybe you know that wasn't like ninety ten or ninety five five something like that. This one was like there's nobody who would have made that call. The again in the history of the NFL. How many times has anybody kicked it over 63 yards? Five, six, or seven times in the history of the darn league. Well, I we remember as a youth. We being got in it. Let's go to the games. Okay. We can't, we're, cry, we can't cry about our spilled milk. Okay, we're, we're going to get games. Miami, Baltimore. Dennis, minus three, Baltimore. Finally, <laughs> let's get to the ball games. Baltimore's okay. going to keep Miami's butt. Okay, they're minus three. They're at home. They they came through in flying colors last week. They're one of the best teams in the league. Miami cannot throw the ball. Fred mentioned that last week. Baltimore laying the three, three and a half is an easy cover. Okay, and Fred? Short number. I agree. The Ravens uh, will cover here. Jackson did not sign his uh, long-term extension. It doesn't really matter. Wide receiver Devaney has uh, sort of come into his own with two touchdown receptions last week. So, yeah, I think the short number doesn't jump. Uh, uh, folks, we're taping this on Tuesday. So if it ju should jump from three and a half to six, then I uh, think twice. But at three and a half, I think the Ravens are a pretty good solid bet. And Lamar Jackson, as mentioned, was offered a great contract. He didn't feel it had enough uh, guaranteed money, so he didn't do it. Let's go to the next game. The Jets. At Cleveland, minus six. Cleveland, minus six. Fred, we'll keep it right here. You can make the case, and I think I shall, the Jets are the worst team in the National Football League. Uh, they're horrible. Um, you know, their counterpart in New York City, the, the Giants come back to win. Um, and I'll talk about that uh, later. And Brian DeVoe making a good decision. Jets are horrible. They really are. Uh, there's no way around that. Uh, uh, I, I think uh, Flacco threw 59 times. Well, he may show 65 here, but it's not going to matter. The Browns uh, got the win over Carolina and their former quarterback, Mayfield. Uh, Brissett uh, was score enough to beat the Jets. So I'm going to take the Browns at home to beat uh, the New Yorkers. Okay. And Dennis. 
Well, I see it the same way. I mean, the Jets have nothing. And I want to mention something to our listeners and our viewers out there. Listen very close when we give you these analysis. A lot of times, Fred Wallen's going to give you the names of individuals who you want to use in your fantasy leagues. And a lot of times, I'm going to give you information, like I am in this game, on the total of the game. The total started at 43. It's dropped to 40. There could be bad weather there. The Jets can't score against anybody. Cleveland proved last week they have a hard time scoring. So play the under in this game specifically. That's probably the best bet on the side. I'm going to go with Cleveland, too. I frankly don't think the Jets can score. And uh, their second-year quarterback should be coming back week number six. But after his performance last year, I'm not so sure that's going to make a heck of a difference. Let's move to another team that plays hard but loses. Detroit, Washington, Detroit minus two. I Dennis, think, uh, yes, sir. It's actually two and a half uh, moved up a little bit. Um, Washington, is, look, wins not a very good quarterback. Washington locked out last week in their win. These teams are bad, all right? There's a lot of bad teams on the East Coast, and Detroit and Washington are two bad teams. Look, uh, the line came out two weeks ago as Washington favored by one, and it opened up this week as Detroit favored by two and went to two and a half. Now, the reason for that was Detroit played pretty well at the end of the game and come back and, and, and just like last year, covered against a really good Philadelphia team. So at home here... I'm not going to lay two and a half on this game. Once again, I'm going to give you some bright advice. The total opened at 44 and a half. It's now 49 and a half. So this game is going to have a ton of scoring in it. Play over 49 and a half in Detroit and Washington. Okay. And Fred? You know, if you're going to play fantasy, I, I think I use uh, Detroit uh, Lion running back Williams, who's awfully tough, played well in, in game one and is a Dennis indicated they almost won that game. And, of course, they were full of almost, uh, well, let's see now, 50, 1957, the last time they won it. So that's uh, 43 and 22. They, it's, it's only been 65 years since they've won a, a, a title. But uh, I think they'll cover the two-and-a-half-point spread. I, I think Goff played better well in the second half, obviously, to make that comeback. I think he'll be on that kind of a streak. Washington just average, got that home field advantage. I know the line is indicated. Philadelphia opened uh, the favorite, so you're giving up something here. But I, stay, I think the Lions would win by a field goal at least, so I'm going to take uh, the Detroiters. Okay, and let's stay uh, another Midwestern team, Indianapolis uh, at Jacksonville. Indianapolis minus four, Fred. What are your thoughts? Is Matty Ryan going to continue to play or play well in Indianapolis? Yeah, <laughs> and I, they've got something to prove here now after what, what happened last week to them. Uh, I think they have one of the best coaches in the National Football League. Numbers short enough at four and a half. Uh, I, I'll take the Colts uh, to win here. And uh, uh, I, I, I just think, some, you know, again, I'm going to repeat this, and folks, you can believe this or not. When you used to play four exhibition games, it was something. You played six, it was something. Now with three, the starters never play. So the first game of the regular season means squat, in my opinion. I'm taking the Colts here. Okay, and Dennis. Yeah, that rele that's relevant to this game, too, because uh, Lawrence never played a down in preseason for Jacksonville, and you'd think he'd have played all three preseason games so he'd learn how to play. 
I mean, he, he, you know, I mean, give me a break. He doesn't play because he, he, he should be playing. That's what exhibitions for is to learn how to play the game. So he hasn't improved a bit. The coaching hasn't improved a bit. I don't know uh, about if they're going to win a game at all, Jacksonville. Um, Indianapolis, on the other hand, they too should have scored a lot more points. And I, I honestly don't know why they didn't, because the running back had over 100 yards. Matt Ryan hit the guys that he needed to hit. It's just that they didn't cover for some reason, and it wasn't a good one. It wasn't a good-looking game. This is not an interesting game for anybody. And if I had to take a side, I'm going to go ahead and take Indianapolis, too. Okay. The uh, previous message, not exactly part of the NFL PR campaign. And, Fred, do you want me to see uh, cause Dennis to have a stroke? What's the no, rumor about not- Urban Meyer going to Nebraska. He's way too young, but he's happy. I'm sure he's happy about Scott Frost. Who got Frost? (laughs) Yeah, I'm very happy about Scott Frost. I don't know who even wants to go coach at Nebraska because they can't they can't recruit any talent. Okay, I lived in Nebraska for a lot of my life. They didn't give me a scholarship, even though I was an all-state football player. They want to hire – they wanted the out-state players come in and play. Well, they had them come in, and then Frost comes and coaches and tries to bring in some other people, and it just flat turns out that Frost can't coach. So I don't know who's going to replace him. I don't care who replaces him. Nebraska's irrelevant in the top 25 in college football. Okay, and uh, on that note, we'll take it to uh... – Tom Brady and Tampa Bay, minus three, New Orleans. Dennis, we'll start with you. Well, Tampa Bay's the favorite by three at New Orleans. Um, I might have gave you that one wrong. <laughs> no, Tampa Bay's the three-point favorite. Yeah. Uh, on the road at New Orleans. New Orleans played pretty well when they put in their uh, old quarterback, Jameis Winston, that everybody gave up on. They came back with three scores and and uh, kind of lit up the board. I don't know. I didn't think Tampa Bay would cover without the center, without a tight end. I still don't know how they did, except for the fact that Dallas has got to be the most horrible team in the league. Okay? <laughs> now, I'm not going to give Tampa Bay a whole lot of credit for beating that team. All right? I'm going to take – in this matchup, I'm taking New Orleans Saints at home, plus the three points. I still don't think Tampa has the – the willpower to go on and win 10, 12, 11, 11 games. I just don't think they do. I'm taking New Orleans here. I'm going on a limb. And Fred. I disagree with Dennis here. I, I think uh, three is a short enough number. Uh, Brady's an old enough guy who can still get it done. Leonard Fournette uh, is going to have a big game against uh, uh New Orleans, and uh, I think the number is too short, so I'm going to take the Bucks minus the field goal, and uh, they'll score some points here. And uh, I think it'll be rather easy to tell you the truth. The Saints uh, have to be uh, slightly let down after what happened uh, last week. Uh, I'm taking the Buccaneers. And, Fred, uh, we talked about in the A block how a lot of times people overreact to week number one games, and that goes back to something that we've been talking about with the short preseason and the fact that we don't see a lot of stars or even journeyman players in the preseason game. Number one is kind of really, it's different than every, every other game of the year, isn't it? Yeah, it, it certainly is. And you know, I think you're putting your players actually at more risk 
because if you haven't been hit at all in the preseason, the three games, now it counts. It counts. So the other side is really going to hit you. You're not used to getting hit. You know, we, some big names have been uh, injured in game number one. I, I think the NFL obviously it's just it's a number money making uh, situation, and they try to make more and more money with the 17 games and 18 week season and uh that's what they've done but i think they've heard and also you know people don't understand this you buy season tickets uh to the home games you're going to buy the preseason games which mean nothing you're going to watch players who won't be playing most likely in the regular season so it hurts the uh the average fan and i think it's hurt the game to tell you the truth sort of like manfred in baseball everything is dollar 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 the fan has to be brought into this but the fan is always forgotten and Dennis, any thoughts on that from your perspective? Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And uh, uh, Fred really has this stuff nailed when it comes to the business side of it, too. It, it, but you got to remember one thing. It's a TV. NFL is a TV league and the fans are a distant second when it comes to that because the dollars are so high for TV. Last year, gentlemen, 19 of the top. 20 highest rated shows on TV were Sunday night football on NBC and a couple of the playoff games, I should add. So TV is all about money for the NFL. College football is a poor second. The NFL is the one constant we have and the people don't care. And just as a quick adjunct, Dennis, you'll get a kick out of this. Napoleon McCallum is the gentleman who's more responsible for the Raiders being in Las Vegas than anyone else. And they honored him last year in the first season that the Raiders were playing in front of people and invited him to come out on the field. It cost him $200 to have friends come just to park. And he had free tickets. So can you imagine that $100 to park your car at a stadium? It's insane. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we've got some great games. Dennis Tobler, Fred Wallen, they're the experts. I'm Trip Mitchell. I get to hang with them each and every week, and it's a lot of fun. We'll be right back. Hi, it's me again. Listen to this. Medicare Part C plans with extra benefits like getting money added back to your Social Security check every month may now be available to you in your zip code. Make sure you're not missing out. It's simple. One, call the number on your screen. Two, they'll look up your zip code and see if you're eligible. Three, they'll check for plans with extra benefits like prescriptions, dental coverage, and the benefit that adds money back to your Social Security check every single month. Call now. I call to get everything I deserve. I call to check my zip code for a plan with the benefit that adds money back to my Social Security check. I called to check my zip code. Check your zip code. It could be dynamite. Call now. Call 1-800-249-1374. That's 1-800-249-1374 now. Hi, folks. Medicare Part C plans with extra benefits like getting money added back to your Social Security check may now be available to you in your zip code. Make sure you're not missing out. It's simple. One, call the number on your screen. Two, they'll look up your zip code and see if you're eligible. Three, they'll check for plans with extra benefits like prescriptions, dental coverage, and the benefit that adds money back to your Social Security check every single month. Call now. I called to get everything I deserve. 
I called to check my zip code for a plan with a benefit that adds money back to my Social Security check. I called to check my zip code. Millions of people have called the Medicare Coverage Helpline. Call, check your zip code, see if you're eligible, and get what you deserve. Call now. Call 1-800-490-6545. That's 1-800-490-6545 now. Listen up, football fans. For this week's best bets, call us at 1-888-604-6863. That's 1-888-604-6863. Be a winner. 888-604-6863. And welcome back to the show. Trip Mitchell, Dennis Tobler in Vegas, Fred Wallen in beautiful Southern California, Alan back in Tennessee, spinning the dials and putting this show together. Let's move to an interesting game, and only because of the fact that the Giants actually won Carolina at New York, New York minus two and a half. Dennis, we'll start with you on this one. Well, I'm just going to make it quick. I'm going to take the Giants here. I think Carolina is no good, even though they have Baker Mayfield. I'm going to take the Giants at home. They won for me last week. People thought that it, it was a lucky win. It wasn't. It was just a conservative win. Okay. We'll put it that way. A conservative win. I'm taking the Giants minus two and a half. Okay. And Fred. I uh, disagree only by about 180%. Uh, first of all, <laughs> I, 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 I think Barkley looks like he's back to where he was two, three years ago. Uh, and that's a positive for the Giants. I think Brian DeBall going for the uh, two-point conversion, even if he had missed, he did the right thing. He has the team behind him, and they win the game by making that two-point conversion, unlike, of course, Hackett uh, <laughs> going for the ridiculous field goal. So you got one rookie coach doing the right thing and the other rookie coach just being ridiculous. But with all that said, Carolina's got too much talent. Caffrey's back. He had a good first game. He's going to have a better second game. Giants are not great defensively. Mayfield's got to get a little bit of revenge, although he made that comeback last week, but they lost. So uh, I, I think Carolina on the road, it's a very short number. Um, uh, I think they're going to cover. I mean, they're going to beat the Giants by 10, 13 points, something like that. Giants, two, uh, Giants two and a half. I don't even understand why they're, really their favorite because again you can't judge anything on the first game and if you go through the 53-man roster Carolina's got more talent than the Giants with that said DeBall did the good thing and uh I I I just think Carolina is a better team okay and let's go to our next game up New England traveling to Pittsburgh Fred we're going to start with you I've got New England minus one and a half points quarterback issue is a concern you can't play any worse offensively than uh, Belichick's club played last week. On the other side, the Steelers were very fortunate to beat Cincinnati. Things balance out. I'm taking Belichick over Tomlin. I'm taking the Patriots to win this one. Okay, and Dennis? Well, one thing for sure, I can just glance at this game and see it's going to go under. The total started at 43 and a half and has dropped constantly to 40 and a half right now. And we're not even including any weather here. Neither one of these teams can score. Uh, I don't know how, how well Pittsburgh is going to do this year with their new quarterback. I didn't see that. I wasn't impressed with Pittsburgh. New England, they stink. 
All right. They got blown away by Miami. And Belichick had plenty of time to prepare for Miami. They just don't have a quarterback. And matter of fact, they don't have very many good players at all on that Patriots team. And I think it's over for them. I'm taking Pittsburgh on the money line and under. Okay. And you're very, uh, very vehement on that. We'll stay with you, Dennis. Atlanta at the Rams. And wow, the Rams minus 10 and a half. Well, Dennis. that number started at 13. So the Rams were 13-point favorites until the Ram, uh, the, the uh, Atlanta Falcons made their comeback last week. And now the line's down to 10 and a half. So, of course, the Rams played terrible. And Atlanta played – they overproduced. And to be honest with you, I don't have the Atlanta team figured out. They're on the East Coast. I don't know their personnel that well. All I know is Matty Ryan's gone. And I don't know if they can play on the road, but I wouldn't think they could come in and upset the Super Bowl champs who just lost their first game of the year. I don't care if the number is 13. I'm going to take the Rams here, minus 10, and it's not enough. Okay, and Fred? I can't bet the game either way. It's above 10 right now. I'm yeah, that's great. Yeah. I, I think we'll see 60-something points in this game. I don't think the Rams' defense uh, – can be what it was last week, last year, without Von Miller, now in Buffalo, of course. I think one guy can make that much of a difference. I don't think their defense can ever get back to where it was when it mattered last season. So I think there'll be a lot of points scored here. The Rams will win, but I'm not giving 10 and a half. So I'm just going, figuring it'll be 37-27, something like that, 37-23. Uh, Stafford was sacked uh, seven times. I presume he won't be sacked seven times this year, but you've got to look. The Rams do not have a great offensive line. So Atlanta could put some kind of a pressure on them, and they obviously will. Um, but I think in the long run, the Rams, uh, who can stop Cooper Cup? Nobody. So, and, and Allen Robinson, I believe, only caught one pass. So he's liable to catch 10 this week. So I'm going over in this game. Okay, seven sacks, the number that was really scary in week number one. That's a tough one. Now, uh, let's look at the uh, aforementioned uh, Seattle team traveling to San Francisco. And I don't, this number is the one that's crazy. Uh, Fred, we'll stay with you. San Francisco minus nine. Well, you know, the, the best thing Trey Lance did, and, and they talked about it in USA Today, but I did see the press conference live. He didn't make any excuses for himself. He blamed himself for a lot of it. I think that's a, a kid who's mature. I think uh, it was pouring rain if you saw the game in Chicago. So I don't know if you can okay, – so now you got the first game of the season. you got a quarterback who's been under pressure. Is Jimmy G going to stay here? Is he not going to stay here? Uh, and then you got torrid rain. So uh, I don't think you can judge much as far as that is concerned. I see uh, – I think it was Samuel uh, doing pretty well in this game. I think they'll cover the nine-point spread. Seattle had to be sky high for battling your former quarterback for a decade in Russell Wilson. They got the win. They're not going to get many more, and they're not going to get in Northern California this Sunday. San Francisco all the way. Okay, and Dennis? Well, I'm not surprised the number's nine. Um, Seattle played their heart out, and uh, – they deserve the win, actually. But uh, their uniforms, 
forgot to mention their uniforms. I can't throw up every time they have the ball, and that's what I felt like doing. But uh, uh, no, the the 49ers have a very tough defense. They have a stout defense. And Seattle, the problem with Geno Smith is he does not know how to move up in the pocket and get rid of the ball. That's how come they they can't move the ball any better than they can. Outside of that, it would be a tough battle here. But San Francisco's defense is too tough. Um, and I, I, I'm with Fred. Seattle's momentum is not going to be there this week. They did what they wanted to do last week. That probably made their first half of the season, beating Russell when he came home. I'm going to take uh, San Francisco, lay the nine. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game, no. I'm going to go something like 24-10. Okay, and let's go to another game with a, a big number, and that's Cincinnati minus eight at Dallas. Obviously, the quarterback situation in Dallas uh, getting thrown up against the wall. What are your thoughts, Dennis? Well, my thoughts are Dak Prescott isn't worth one and a half points, much more seven. Dallas <laughs> opened as a one and a half point favorite in this game when they found out he has a little cracked thumb. The other team went to minus seven, seven and a half, and eight. So, look, the Bengals are a great team, and they will beat Dallas by that many points. But I must say this about Dallas and uh, and and their team. They're horrible at every position, all right? And Dak Prescott's one of the worst overpaid quarterbacks there's ever been in the, in the National Football League, ever. And when he started looking at his thumb, he started looking at his thumb because he had thrown the ball away four or five times, not even close to anybody. You know, I mean, he can't do anything. And you can take Ezekiel Elliott. And if I was playing against him, I'd tackle him and I'd pull that nose ring right out of his nose between his face guard, because that's all he's good for is prance around with that nose ring. Dallas sucks. All right. They're one of the worst teams in the league. They play in the worst division, and they're still not going to make the playoffs. Mark my words. Cincinnati's going to bury them. It might be 40-7. to seven. Okay. Fred, cancel that booking um, for Dennis at the Dallas Chamber of Commerce next week, will you? Uh, last week, of course, uh, Dallas faced the oldest quarterback. Now they're facing a younger one. And at this point, probably a better one. They've got fine wide receivers. They're going to Nixon. Uh, Nixon is going to uh, not Nixon, but Mixon. Uh, Richard wasn't much of a running back, but uh, Mr. Mixon for the Bengals is. Uh, he might go for a couple of touchdowns. Uh, I think, as Dennis said, they're going to score 35, 45 points in this one against the Cowboys. Jimmy, uh, Jerry Jones and his family will not be happy at all, but that's the way it is. It's uh Bad, bad start for the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, I disagree, though, with Dennis a little bit about Prescott. He's not the worst quarterback in the league. Not he's the best. But, 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 you know, he's in the top 12 or 13 no, or something. No, he's not in the top 25. <laughs> not top 25. He's no good. Okay, well, we're going we're gonna to get moving on that one. Next game up, uh, Dennis, we'll stay with you since you're uh, spreading joy and happiness over the Southwest. Another Texas team, Houston, traveling to Denver. Denver, minus 10. Do you think they have something to play for? <laughs> or do you think he's just going to kick field goals the whole game? Now, that's the guess here, okay? Uh, Houston, I don't know how they were able to do what they did last week, but they did it. I look for him to get cleaned by Denver. I don't even think the coach is going to matter in this one. Russell's going to air it out. And believe me, he's going to hit his receivers eventually. It was exhibition game last, number four last week. This is 
preseason. This is regular season game number one for Russell Wilson, and Denver will blow them out. They'll win by 14 or more. Okay, and Fred? I don't think Hackett's going to pull them. I think he'll uh, throw four or five touchdown passes. If you're playing fantasy, uh, if you're playing a few games, a couple of those games, you better be playing Russell here because uh, – and, again, you know, I was a little bit surprised on the sideline. I, you know, he's a pro and he's a veteran. He's mature. But I expected something on the sideline from him. What are we doing here? We should have tried for the first down. I didn't see any of that. However, on Tuesday, this is when we're taping the show, uh, the coach did apologize. He said, I made a mistake. Let's go back to that just for a moment. How can that even be a question? I made a mistake. That's like <laughs> – Anyway, don't get me going on this guy, but, you know, he only got the job. I, you know, if you remember six months ago, they were talking about trading Rogers here or there. One of their prime places was, was Denver and that, and the offensive coordinator for the Packers last two or three years, guess who? He's the coach of the Denver well, Broncos now. So uh, Denver's, Denver's going to score as many as they want. We want to keep you guys are the stars of the show. I got to keep you and Dennis relaxed. So I'm going to keep it right here, Fred. Arizona at Las Vegas. Uh, the, the Raiders minus six. Fred? Arizona's not very good. You know, Dennis talking about Prescott being overrated. How do you think about Murray? He He's just gets a, he just gets he just gets an, a, a long-term contract. Is he a winning quarterback? He's talented. He's quick. That doesn't make him a winning quarterback. Vegas was played well against the Chargers. I think they can win here, and I think they win by a touchdown. I'm going with Las Vegas. And Dennis? Uh, yeah, me too. I mean, the line went from two and a half to three and a half to four and a half to six on that game. So uh, not only that, but everybody in this city bets on Las Vegas every game. Okay? So – on the East Coast, the money spread around a little bit, but every dime is on the uh, uh, Raiders in this city. So the numbers move around, and they're trying hard to match them up with the East Coast numbers, and they're having a very hard time doing it. No, I think that was exhibition game four for Carr. He had three interceptions, and he didn't look sharp throwing to Hunter Renfro, but him and Devontae Adams connected 11, 12 times, and that's what I say about exhibition game number four. In this game here, Las Vegas will be at home with a raucous crowd, and they'll win the game 14 points or more. So I'm okay. taking Las Vegas. Okay, perfect. And then we'll go to a Norris Division game. Chicago at Green Bay. Green Bay minus 10. Dennis. How about them Bears, man? They came through for me in the circuit contest last week. And in this city, if the Bears win and the Giants win, the bookmakers make tons of money. So always remember that. And don't shy away from betting them. And I'm so proud of them for coming through and taking home the money last week, the Bears. Now, Green Bay, the, line, the line's at 10. Are you kidding me? Really? I mean, I, I don't see how they can beat Chicago by 10. Chicago's going to play some defense. They're going to score a few times. Uh the, that they too are going to get better as the time goes on, but Green Bay is not going to get any better. Rodgers is the same quarterback. He has nobody to throw to. He's pissed off all the time. Okay. And you don't like to go back to the huddle and have the quarterback yelling at you. If you're the tackle or if you're the wide receiver or whoever the hell you are. All right. You want him just to stand back there and play the game and keep his mouth shut. He's not going to do it. 
I told you last week he ruined their morale. And it's ruined again this week. Watch Chicago upset him. Won't surprise me. I'm taking Chicago plus 10 and banking it. Okay. And Fred? You, know, you can get almost 400 straight up with the Bears. Um, you might think about that. I mean this in all sincerity. Last week, so Rodgers money- lost. Uh, in the money line, yeah. Last week, Rodgers lost uh, to another uh, not immunized uh, quarterback. This week, he's got an immunized quarterback in Justin Fields, who played well, again, in torrential rain. And you got to give him credit for the comeback uh, against a good 49er club. The 10 points to me is an utter lock. And he just, uh, Dennis just used the word morale. I mean, if you're playing with Aaron Rodgers, if he throws a touchdown pass, congratulate Aaron. If you catch it, congratulate Aaron. Everything is Aaron. Aaron Ego. Bears to cover the 10 points spread. Okay, and we've got uh, two minutes to do two games on Monday night. Tennessee, Buffalo. Tennessee traveling up to the uh, frozen uh, <laughs> tundra. Buffalo. Buffalo minus 10 in this game. Fred? Too many points. Uh, the Bills had to be sky high, even though it was just game one against the Super Bowl champion Rams. Tennessee was unfortunate to lose to the Giants in the last second on the two-point conversion. So I'm going to take the Titans, very well coached, to cover the spread. I'm not saying they're going to win, but I think they'll play it down to the wire. Okay, and Dennis? Me too. I'm going to take Tennessee in this one. Ten points is too many. You never know about the weather at Buffalo. Buffalo won their big game last week, and Tennessee will slow the ball down by running the ball a lot. So I'm going to take Tennessee plus the ten. Okay, and Dennis, we'll keep it right here, our final game. A rare uh, instance of two games on Monday night. Kirk Cousins traveling to Philadelphia and Minnesota, uh, Philadelphia, Philadelphia minus two and a half. Yeah, this line has moved around a bit. Started three, down to two, down to one and a half, back up to two. Everybody's a bit confused because Minnesota looked really good last week. But you have to remember who they beat. They beat their arch rival Green Bay, who was nothing. Okay, Philadelphia ran out to a huge lead and then had a backdoor cover come in on them. And uh, Philadelphia is still one of the highest, highest ranked teams in the league when it comes to the bookies ranking teams. So for me to see them as a one and a half point favorite, that's not enough at home. I'm going to take Philadelphia in this matchup. I'll lay one, two, two and a half, all the way up to three. Okay, and Fred. I don't know who's going to win, but I think there'll be a lot of points scored in this one. I think there'll be high 50s or 60s uh, scored uh, in this encounter. Who can stop Justin Jefferson and Thielen uh, and and the way Hurts played last week? So uh, I think it'll be a high-scoring game. I can't wager one way or the other. I'll go on the over in this one. Hey, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for watching. Take care, everyone. Goodbye. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. 
Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.